This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. the rack podcast featuring brooklyn rob and big mike rob what's good homie mike happy new year mike what are your what's all right let, let's talk a little bit new year's resolutions happy new year bro happy new year what uh how long how long we've been doing the pod for now i think it's like four years right well, we it, was, it was around. It was around like a, you know January or February of whatever year we started, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it was about 18, four years ago. 18, 2018. Yeah, or, or it might have been 19. Not. No, know. it was 18. It was 18 because it was right when I moved into this house because I had bought the podcasting equipment when I lived in my old place, and when I moved here, I hit you up and was like, "Yo, let's go. We got to get this going." Yeah, four years, man. That's crazy. I mean. It's been fun, man. We've done a lot of shit. We've started a lot of shit. We've had a lot of fun. Had a lot of great guests. A lot of great stories. Uh, you know, we'll see what 2023 brings. But I'm still amazed. I've been amazed from the beginning, and I'm still amazed that anyone that anyone pays Listen attention to, to our antics. I I swear to God. I mean. Yeah. People, people try and give me shit about oh you this many listens and and I tell you know, like I'm amazed one person listens seriously like who wants to listen to us chop it up about bowling nonsense it's amazing it's great I love it the funny thing is is people don't know the whole picture of like how many like views and listens we have honestly because we get a lot of uh, audio a lot of people listen to audio on Spotify and uh, iTunes and stuff um, well people people also don't know that. Even even before we were doing this podcast, and whether we were do whether we do this podcast or not, we'd often have conversations about bowling related stuff anyway. Whether it was through text, through email, through phone calls, whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, dude, but I remember one, one specific story before we had the podcast where I came to Philly with Bill, and we came and visited uh, your house, and we we, we sat in your basement. It was, I think it was Monday night football and you had a big spread and all, I, I, I'm pretty sure, um, uh, who, who else was there? Do you remember? Um, it was like, it wasn't a Balo. No, it was, it was uh, Morcilio. Morcilio. Yeah. Yo, we talked bowling for like three hours, hours bro. Like yeah. we just like, we were fighting, arguing, Bill, Bill always fights with us. Like he'll fight with me and then I'll fight with you and then we'll team up on him and then. It just goes, it's so, I really wish at that point, like we could have had some kind of camera set up and we could have just, you know, they have some of those shows where like all the celebrities like LeBron James and they have these high chairs and everyone just sits around arguing about stuff. Like, I feel like that would have been amazing uh, content, but you know, a lot of us burn the conversation of doing the podcast. We're like, man, we should just video and send this out to people. People would love this shit. No doubt. Uh, I don't, I don't really have any, well, actually, you know what? One new year's resolution that I have is to spend less time on my phone. Dude, it, phone addiction's huge right now. So big, bro. It's crazy, I bro. see it all over the place, including myself. I'm not immune to it. Um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of people that are immune to it. Yo, it's a nervous reflex. Like if I'm like waiting 
at a red light or I'm at an elevator, my first instinct is to grab my phone and just check shit. And I'm just like, what the hell am I even checking? Nobody texts me. Like I, I have to shut my notifications on my phone. The whole thing is a huge problem. Um, you know, like I, I, I think what most frustrates me is like when I, yeah, I like I'll sit down with my phone, or, you know, and, like be on social media or YouTube or whatever, and then the next thing you know, like an hour and a half has passed, and I've got nothing done, and all I've done is go down a YouTube black hole, and yeah, like it's just it's something that I I, I really would like to focus on. Uh, going into this year, you know, to try and spend a little bit less time yo, on my phone. Yo, ha happy new year to all of our fans, Nico, Wes, Terry, uh, House Shot Steph, House Shot Hero Steph in the building, uh, Robert Hamilton. Um, you know, we appreciate everybody. Like Mike said, we're just, we appreciate it. We have even a few people like listening and watching, uh, you know, and we've had some, we've had some banger episodes where we've had thousands and thousands of views, especially when there's like hot topics and shit going on in the bowling world. Um, you know, this is a great question. Oh, this God. is a great question. Real talk. We should have a real talk segment every week. I like that actually as a, as a segment like idea. Real Let's talk. do it. All right, Wes. You Why? got, you got the, 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 the birth of our new segment, Real Talk. Why is the USBC still using that ravishing Jacob I'll ask him in league what his, what the deal is because I see him every week when he's here. I'll get answer for I'll get first. Uh, what is that first class answer here at Sweet the Rack? I will talk to Jake up Tuesday and ask him. Um, oh, the burners! Don't forget the burners. We love the never burners. forget the burners. Yeah, uh, I don't so, personally, Wes. I feel real talk. I feel like somebody must have beef. With Jacob Buttriff at the USBC, I said this on Twitter yesterday. Like, does anyone know? Like, does an ex-girlfriend of his work for the social media department at USBC, or did he did he steal somebody's girlfriend who currently works there or something? Because, yeah, like, very odd, very odd to use that photo the first time, let alone to send it out a second time. I mean, that when I saw that yesterday, I said, "Yo, somebody, either somebody is it has beef with him." Or or somebody has a really good sense of humor at the USBC, and thought that was that was uh, extremely funny. Yeah, dude, I uh, love that picture. Every time I see it, I laugh because I think of the same thing. I think of Rousing Rick Rude, and I think of uh, a couple of comments, dude. The comments on Facebook onto that picture were, were just priceless. It's like, "Hello, ladies!" Like, oh that's my what goodness, I, that would be the the caption. Hello, ladies. You know, remember that wrestler, the big Val, Val Venus, the big Valboski? He used to do this and he used to just, dude, that's crazy. Anyway, that'll be my Facebook picture of me like this next. This would be that Robert Hamilton with a great suggestion for a New Year's resolution. No patch pirates. Oh, patch pirates are in full effect right now. It also, oh, it's, patch, releases. it's patch pirate season. Dude, it's, oh. it's packed pirate madness out there right now. Can somebody so. answer me a question, though. I saw a, a new ball from Storm coming out, and someone took a, a pro, a PBA pro, took a video of him throwing it with all the new specs. And I watched the ball go down the lane, and I, I, I don't what there, there's no difference to me from a ball they released last year compared to this new release. The ball looks exactly the same going down the lane. I mean, how much more can the better can the ball go through the pins at this point? You know, it, it, yo, it's a money grab, people. It's a money grab. All the people that run out to the pro shops and grab the drill, these new releases every 
two months. Yo, it's just a business. It's a money grab. I mean, yo, if you fall for it, it's great, man. But I was having a conversation with a with a high level pro- professional bowler the other day. I won't name who it was. Um, and basically, the premise of the conversation was about how many how many balls are released. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we were discussing. And you know, it was it was a, it was a somewhat long discussion with a couple different points being made. But uh, one of the points that I made was that, like, and it's it's even hard for me to kind of describe what I'm saying. And I I know what the answer to this is, but I I really have never been able to wrap my head around why bowling ball companies like continue to just produce all these new releases. And again, I know the answer is money, right? But as years have gone by, okay, like every bowling ball company has some absolute gems that have right that have come out. I mean, we can go and make a list of all the bowling ball companies and all the various gems that they have in their collection. And what you see over time, for whatever reason, is that these these heralded balls that we all know are some of the best balls ever produced in bowling, uh, they go by the wayside. They go by the wayside in favor of newer, you know, newer produced, newer manufactured equipment, right? So, like, and and you see, and and this argument was made on the other side by the bowler that I was having this conversation with, and like, you do see some examples of what I'm talking about, where you know you have a venom shock, okay, or a high road, or a purple hammer, or, or something of this nature, right? But my my point is more so like if you take storm for instance right should like i, I just I, to me if i'm if i'm a bowling ball company like once i have one of those gems that's staying and now my goal in in the next releases that i do is to hit one of those gems again and and add that to the now growing collection of gems that we have that we know are proven, tested, some of the best balls that have ever gone down a lane, right? So, like, to me, Storm's lineup of balls, instead of constantly being all these new balls, should really be a list of all the gems that have come out from Storm over the years, the best of the best, okay? We're talking the high road, the phase two. Um, I mean, I'm, my, my knowledge of current bowling balls is not that great, but I'm sure anybody in the chat or any patch pirates out there could give us the whole list. But you have those balls, and then maybe a couple balls come out a year. You know, and and if they're great and they're gems, then you add them to that list. But if not, then they're gone and they get phased out. You know, I've never really understood like you always see professional bowlers like constantly throwing new equipment. Like, aren't there balls that they really like from the lineup from from years ago that they should throw more often as opposed to throwing new stuff all the time? I think they do. I think a lot of the pros, when they're building their eight ball or 10 ball arsenal, they'll have like five or six of their main, you know, the great balls in their bag, you know, the phase twos and the purple hammers and, you know, um, you know, whatever the Brunswick and EBI brand, you know, main ball is there, but there's so many brands and balls just on Brunswick right now. That it's crazy. Like they, they really. I don't know why they do it or what they're 
reasoning. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a business thing, right? It's like produce more balls, more brands, try and sell more. Right. But so my, my biggest problem with the bowling ball companies today is the biggest problem I have is that when a ball is hot and really good, um, they always end up on back order. Always. Like I remember when like the Zen, remember the Zen was the ball. It's still a great ball, one of the best global 900 balls ever made, my opinion. And you try to get a Zen and now you're on like a month or two back order. If you if your pro shops in your area don't have it, which they probably don't, I, when it gets the hottest point and then you're in back order. The Purple Hammers were on back order. You know, the Pink Widows were on back order. Whenever I, you know... I'm the type of bowler who waits to see what the great balls are. And, you know, you see the balls, you see them consistently thrown on tour. You see them consistently thrown on TV and league. You see the balls that, you know, they're good. And then when you wait for that and then you decide you want one, it usually takes you months to get it. Um, And this is the, I think this is a fair point too. Like they end up on back order and then eventually discontinued. You know, Robert well, Hamilton. They have to discontinue them because, like, they have right. New there's balls too many. Out. Yeah, there's, right. and they have more coming Only out. The no, I get it. Balls but are lasting years. My, my point tails. in that in that comment from Nick was more so that you know, again, the, it seems like the life of a lot of these bowling balls is extremely short. Well, it's a purpose, know? and they just they continuously produce these balls that that have a short life. Robert Hamilton in the chat bringing up the Thunder series as an example from Storm. You know, of a great series of balls that like phased out. You know, phased out. I mean, I, I, I like to well, me. Thunder, you can't throw. You can't throw those balls today. Those thunder rolls. Yeah, but but hold on. Things. Like, couldn't they update them? Oh, of course they do. You, what do you think? So, well, doing? yeah, but they do it. They do it in a way of like a marketing ploy. Uh, I'm talking about like no, the Thunder Road never left. Never left the lineup. It just stays and there. They just it just stays the there, and it gets yes, yes, yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I was talking about in this conversation that I was having. Like, I, I just, you know, to me, that would be a better business model, right? Than producing all of these balls that a lot of them are flops, and who knows what the break-even point is, right? Who I don't, I have no idea what the break-even point is for a batch of balls. Like, how many you have to sell to to break even on that, let alone make money. But, yeah, I don't know. I agree. It is patch pirate season. So you know, let, like, let me ask you, though. If I have a ball like the Purple Hammer, and I'm asking you this because I don't know the answer. If I have a ball like the Purple Hammer, which is going to go down as probably the greatest ball of all time, honestly, at this point, right? We'll look back 10 years from now. We'll say it was the greatest ball of all time. Why wouldn't you, as a ball company like Hammer, and you think they do this, why wouldn't you just reproduce the purple hammer and just put a different color and a different brand on it and then sell it to the people? Do you think they do that today? I think they do that to a certain extent. I think in some instances they do. Dude, Cheryl yeah. Pape, old, old school Long Island Youth Bowlers Tour. I'm pretty sure it's the same Cheryl. Uh, I've had people coming in the IQ Emeralds discontinued, but the women on tour can get them. IQ Emerald, that ball we hate that – Cost us against four-figure bet, bet online. Yeah, uh, Nico mentioning the IQ been around for ten years. I, and Nico, I get it. I mean, I'm yes. aware that Storm has balls that have been around for ten years. But with that said, there's also a lot of stuff that would be considered really great balls at one time that are no longer around, right? And I don't know. I mean, to me, 
Like if I owned a bowling ball company, what's the what's the best judge of the success of a bowling ball company? It's how many gems they come out with. Isn't it? I mean, to me it is. Like don't are aren't you going to judge the bowling ball companies by how many great balls they produced over time? Yeah. You know? If you really think about it like just if you give an example of what you're trying to say like the Ebonite brand, right? How many gems have they produced in the last like five to ten years? I really can't think of one. Game breaker. Of head. Game, Game breaker. Game breaker. And they came out with a three and a two and a four, right. and those weren't any as good as the original. Ever, you know, the twos and three, four, good balls. I mean, they're not bad balls by any means, but they're not like the original. But I'm talking the last like four years, like it hasn't, like Ebonite or Columbia even. Like, what has Columbia produced in the last five or ten years that have actually been, like, a, a ball that you, you see everybody throwing? That's a, a gem. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why continue to produce balls that flop, right, instead of sticking to what you know works well, it's and trying to update it? Trust me. They know the sales numbers better than anybody. We don't know the I'm sales sure. numbers. They're selling Co Colombian hammers, and they're selling them to the local pro shops. If the sales numbers weren't there, they either discontinue the ball really fast or eventually, like, you know, the brand is going to get, you know, put under, in my opinion. So they must still be selling, right? Uh, Ebonite won, you know. And, again, yeah. they brought they brought that back, right? It was pretty but, good, I heard. But, why? But again, like, why did it ever have to leave and just be brought back from a marketing think. perspective? Well, like, well, they tried to. to. Me, when you have a ball – I know, but when you have a ball that's that good from the beginning yeah. – Keep it around. Yeah, Keep it around. Still, it should they, never. So what they try to do is they try to remarket the the one is like the the big one, and then the angular one, right? And they no, try to. That's make not the really, same ball. I'm talking not, about the same damn ball. I'm trying to see what they're they're. That's what they're trying to do to hold on to that brand. When in reality, like the Ebonite Mission, to me was probably the last Ebonite ball that I could think of that was a truly like benchmark bowling ball that Ebonite made, like the Ebonite brands. And the uh, mission, the red one, remember the one yeah, Kelly yeah. Kulik won? The, um, yep. To me, like they could have kept making that ball, right? And they tried to. They had the Mission 250K and they, they, no, they, they see, come up with you're, these sequels. That's that, not you, – you're changing it. The Mission 250K ain't the same as the Mission. The Mission no. is the Mission. I, I think you're I'm, – I'm agreeing with you here. I right. think you're right. But, but, but what I'm saying is – Forget the mission 250k. Right. They keep keep, keep making sticking the money. with the mission. I know. Stick I, with that. Stick right. with what you know is good. But something I'm going to ask you too, as a business person, someone who like you know just understands the market from being a, a bowler, wouldn't the bowling ball companies be better off if they maybe had one new release like every like year or like every like eight months? Wouldn't that be um, people would be more itching for the new release than if they are new releasing balls every like three months? Like just as a marketing thing, right? Like, because when we were, I, young, I, I, when can't, we were younger, I don't have the knowledge to answer that. Do you remember when we were younger? The ball, all the new balls would get released. I, it feels like almost like every year they would release a few, and you look forward to that release. And then you saw the pro throwing it on TV. There was no internet at the time. It was in the nineties, and you were like, "What the hell is like that ball?" And then you call your pro shop, and you'd be like, "What is this?" You know, I remember what does John Mazza throw, and always oh, throwing the Synergy Pearl. Dude, I want that ball. Order me one. Like, that's really how we got – like, you saw John Mazza throwing it on TV. He won a title. 
you wanted it, you know, you're 13, 14 years old, you know, and, and, and you look forward to the, the, the solid version that came out after. And, you know, it just, it feels like different now. It's like so many balls are out so much flooding of the market. And new one, bowling balls. one more point here. Right. So like say bowling ball companies went from mass producing all these releases to hanging on to their gems and just, mm-hmm. they keep reproducing those gems, maybe updating them from time to time. Right. Like, and I don't, you know, again, I, this is kind of a concept I never thought about before, but like, shouldn't the price of the ball at some point be based on how much of a gem that ball is? Supply and demand. It's supply and demand. Right, it's like, 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 you know, Storm High Road. Okay. Like, to me, that should be amongst the most, that should be amongst the most expensive bowling balls out there because it's such a proven ball. You want to throw that high quality of a ball, you got to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Hey, Robert, it wasn't an AMF slam RPM. It was a ninja. It was a ninja. It was a ninja RPM. Like one of the, I believe it was a ninja master. No, it was like the ninja master was the blue one. It was some ninja ball. It was an RPM ninja. I remember that specifically because you're right. So Robert Hamilton's comment was remember when Bob learned when the Erie Open, everybody wanted an AMF slam RPM. You mean, you mean when he failed? And got a mulligan, uh, got the only be... mulligan in PBA yeah. history. Is that what you're talking about, Robert? Was that the yeah. same? I think that was the same event, wasn't it? Where yeah. Bob Learn failed and he blamed someone in the crowd. And somehow he was granted a mulligan on a PBA show. Are you are you kidding me? That's such yeah. a smear on that show. It's I such mean, a Nick, smear on that Nick show, was, I swear. Uh, yes, trying to pause shows to see what ball the guy at gals of TV were using. You're right. You, The commentators would never bring up the bowling balls. The only time you ever got a close-up of what they were throwing is when maybe the guy was on the approach and then they would zoom in on his face and then you were looking – you weren't even looking at the face. You were looking at the brand like, what ball is that? You know, I know he's on, you know, a, a certain ball company. Um, see, uh, Mike in the chat saying, uh, new inbox Thunder Road on eBay for seven fifty. See that if if I was the ball company – I want that 750. Right? If I know that a Thunder Road can sell for upwards of $750 and people value that ball that much, I want that 750. I don't want the resale market to be 750. I want to sell it for 750. You know, I I have a new in I have a new in box uh Blue Thunder in 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 my uh on I tried to sell for 350 on like a Facebook group for a few months back, but it's 16 pounds. That's what's hurting me, but it's under my bed right now, which is pretty cool. All right, oh, man. All right. Let's go my league real quick. That was a that was an off that was an off topic discussion. I love this. Uh, somebody in the, there was a there was a comment here that I wanted to bring up. Oh, it was from Adam Lemaris, PBA's number one fan. Uh, he says, "Can Jason Belmonte win another Player of the Year award, or maybe Kyle Troop?" Right. It's interesting you put that comment up, Adam, because that's exactly what we're going to get into tonight. Rob and I tonight for the people have a have a breakdown of categories where we we are slotting PBA players into categories before the start of the 2023 PBA season. So stick around because one of the categories Adam is player of the year caliber players. Who are the who are the player of the year caliber players on the PBA tour? Who's the list of guys that we would not be surprised to see win the player of the year award this year. Okay. So stick around. We'll have that category plus a few others for you as well. Uh, But first Rob, 
we have to get to why the people come here every week, and that is for our league report. I'm so, Folks, I'm sorry to disappoint. I have no league report for you this week. Uh, COVID finally got your boy. Finally got him, but he's still here and, and ticking. I am. I'm still here. Uh, I really haven't felt that bad throughout the entire experience, with the exception of maybe one day. Uh, you probably yes. had it already, and you just didn't know. Maybe COVID. COVID thing. got your boy. Uh, so I did the responsible thing and bowed out of my uh, my league on Tuesday, my pot bowling league on Tuesday. I'll be back next week, uh, hopefully feeling a hundred percent. So, uh, but I do have I do have a rumor. <laughs> Dude, Mike bowls my league, FYI. So he's ready for my league report. He he knows I fucking hate that place. Uh, this is the this is the rumor I got from my my pot bowling league this week. I heard that a two thirty eight average house bowler showed up. Two thirty eight average house bowler and bowled a four forty series. On the sport. Talk about wake up. Talk about waking Yeesh. up. Talk about reality. Back to reality. I mean, you know, anytime you go sub five hundred, it's like a it's like it's like a kick in the groin. Dude, but if you're three. averaging two thirty eight and you go sub five hundred, rough. Rob, what's your league report? Um pulled pretty decent actually this week, six eighty eight. Um I guess it's this is kind of still a little bit of a learning experience for me in a weird way because when I'm used to bowling on the house shot, I'm used to just being pretty aggressive. Like I'm just used to just standing in one spot, looking at one spot, and just honestly, like, you know, like old when we used to be younger, used to just be like grip it and rip it kind of thing. And that's kind of like sometimes I forget like that this place that we bowl in isn't a grip it and rip it type bowling center because if you you get too fast in your speed, you, the ball never picks up because there's so much oil and carry down the middle of the lane. So the week before, I just realized after I left the bowling center, I bowled like 615 that I was probably throwing the ball too hard. Um, so <laughs> Jason says in the chat, I, I love Mesa house shot on Tuesdays. Come on, dude. Get out of here. Um so I literally I'm using this Nova that I hate and I'm like having it at a thousand. And I decided to use stand about four to five boards left of where I'm norm I normally was starting. And I hit it at a thousand pretty hard. And I decided that I was going to drop my speed about one to two miles per hour. And yeah, I mean, I, my ball faced the pins a lot better. I mean, I still left about eight, 10 pins in three games and shot six eighty eights and two stone nines and, Dude, it's 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 hard to bowl big sets there, and my for me at least, unless you're Jacob Buttriff and you just have the whole left to yourself and just shoot seven fifty every week. But like, other than that, like, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens next week because every pair is like an adventure in that fucking place, um, you know. And Mike Fitzgerald, um, congrats! I uh, I know he's uh, won the um, the New Year's uh, tournament for uh, the CBE the new year's masters tournament. So congrats to Mike, uh, great bowling. It was on a really tough shot. Scores were looked decently low. So, uh, yeah. Um, crazy. So anyway, um, yeah, that's my league report. Uh, we won about 30 out of 35 points. We're in second. 
So, you know, on to the next week. Uh, I told my team I'm not bowling with them uh, after May. I'm, I'm done. Uh, you know, I will be practicing, though. Uh, I'm not a, like I will eventually go back and, and practice on B, B3. I'm not I'm taking a hiatus from competitive bowling, but I'm still going to like practice every once in a while. So I'm not quitting. I'm not retiring. I'm just taking a break. I'm taking a Zach Wilson type break. I'm going to go on the beach. I'm going to, you know, get a book. I'm going to regroup. We have a, we have a bowling question for you, Rob. It's a good question because actually someone asked me that on my team. I, I like explaining stuff. Uh, how I, everyone. Terry, Terry in the chat asked, right. uh, how can, how can you slow down your ball speed without decelerating on the shot? So, you could do it a lot of different ways. Some people like to move up on the approach and do all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I like to drop my ball. Like if you start wherever you're starting your ball, I like to drop it so that your swing actually ends up being lower. Um, if I want to pick my speed up, I actually start it higher. So I, I get more acceleration on my swing and I, I pick up my speed. And when I want to slow it down, I drop it probably about like maybe about six inches to a foot lower. And then I don't try to – I let the ball literally just drop into my swing. I don't try to, like, grab it or pull it. I, I, I'm i a lot more relaxed with my just body when I throw it. And I also like to be softer with my hand, too, at the bottom of it when I'm slow. Um, and that's and then you, you know, that's really how you eventually start slow hooking it when you need to. At least that's how I do it. Okay. Good tip for the people. It's even Mike here who's, you know, been in the game – for a while, you know, being that he's a, you know, PBA 50, I'm just kidding, Mike, uh, ball swings should be like a pendulum. The higher it starts, the faster it swings, the lower, the slower. So yeah, I do the same thing when I want to slow my speed down. All right. So Rob, uh, there, there is some, or was some bowling action going on this week. Uh, we had the regional regional players invitational for not only the, uh, the regular regional guys, but also the PBA 50 guys. Uh, PBA 50 side, it was lefty Troy Lint, uh, who was the winner there. Uh, scores, scores were, you know, very high, definitely scorable, a lot of high scoring matches. Um, but, but some really, really good matches as well. I was able to watch a little bit of that and catch it. You know, I was able to log on to bowl TV for the first time, uh, since the merger with the PBA How'd that and, go? and check How'd out the action, except for you being an idiot and using Safari. Well, yeah, I couldn't get it up because Safari wasn't working. Uh, I mean, I have a Mac, so like, why would I not use Safari? I don't oh, know. Even Chrome. That's yeah, but I have a Mac. Like, the, it's the browser that comes with Mac. Why am I going to download another company's browser on the the device that I'm using? Safari gives me issues, man. Browser, like, just in general, I always have Chrome with the Safari, so just in case shit like that happens. Uh, excuse so me. How was your experience? With the the bowl good, TV. yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. I mean, standard, you know, nothing, nothing that like blew blew me out of the water. Yeah. Um, but Safari yeah. is the best browser to download Chrome with. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you know, I, I I didn't again nothing that really blew me away, but you know, definitely uh, you know, good good coverage, good solid coverage. You know, Dude, plenty, plenty of options. Safari. Hey, put in the chat. What team are you on? Are you Team Safari or are you Team Chrome? Yeah, plenty, plenty of channels, plenty of options to watch different pairs, and they, wow. you know, they were covering the majority of matches and, and things. So, 
you know, definitely looked good. One one thing that I noticed that was a welcome change from the way that Flo had been doing things uh, towards the end of their deal uh, with the PBA is that the announcers were actually on site. You know, the, you could tell that the announcers were there live watching the matches. So, um, yeah, that was good. I definitely prefer that. They also had a chat feature, which I was aware of because I had been on Bull TV for some time now. Uh, but the chat feature is cool. You know, the, the, the chat feature brings a little vibrancy to your viewing experience. You know, you're not just sitting there uh, passively watching. You know, you can get involved in the conversation a little bit. So, yeah, you know, if you're on there this year, check me out. I changed my name. It was the 215 because that's what I always use everywhere. But I changed it to uh, Big Mike from Sweep the Rack. So if you're in there, you know, you'll see me commenting. You'll see me in the discussion. Your brother was in there too, Rob, uh, chopping it up with everybody. So, yeah, it was good. Great competition. So RPI 50, uh, Troy Lint, regular RPI, Don, uh Pat Dombrowski. No, no. Patrick Dombrowski. Pat Dombrowski. Patrick Dombrowski. Uh some really good bowling uh in the in the younger guys RPI. I mean, some some dudes were really whacking them at certain points. Uh and it was, you know, it was a it was a back and forth of like who has the hot hand at this particular time Scores to be able hand. to Yeah, very high. So high, in fact, you know, I was saying in, in the chat and on Twitter that I, I, honestly, I'm kind of frustrated with the PBA with the lane conditions. I, I really am. Like, I, I don't understand why it just seems like continuously they're putting out these patterns that most of them play the same. Urethane. They allow urethane almost all the time. And I don't know. Like, why? I just feel that they need more variety, more challenge. I want to see these guys challenged. I mean, really challenged. Like, I want to see professional bowlers be lost out there in terms of what's going on and how to play them and what the transition is. I, I feel like that so rarely happens. You know, no matter what gets put out, somebody can play them in a way where, you know, or 10 guys can play them in a way where they're going to average 230 or better. So question, because this is interesting, Mike uh, brings up that uh, that's just the plaza in general, which is interesting to me because the plaza is new, right? It's, it was built in the last, what, like, what, five years? Yeah, but, um, but Mike, with all due respect, with all due respect, uh, you know, are you telling me that it's impossible to put something on the lane that's going to that's going to be radically different? than what we're used to seeing in terms of the way they're played, the balls that are used, the transition Mike, occurs. Because I'll be honest, I don't think it's impossible. But here's the thing, though. But if the PBA doesn't share your sentiments, then why would they do it? They why they they probably don't think anything is wrong or that they don't need to change anything. So well, they're clearly not clearly they think that. Clearly no. they think that. That's why they're dopes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean <laughs> Clearly, they believe that. But what I'm saying as a fan and someone who watches intricately is that it, it it's it's getting boring. It's it's kind of boring watching the same thing happen like every block, every tournament, every lane condition. You put out Cheetah, you put out Shark, you put out the and, – and generally, they tend to play in, in very similar fashion, right? What I'm saying is – with the level of competition you have out there in the PBA, they should be absolutely setting the standard for what goes on 
in terms of challenging players in different playing environments. So I'm going to bring this comment up because I disagree with this. Um, Mike Walker, uh, of course, he has a Phillies logo, so I probably even disagree more. Um, 235 average sells bowling balls to house, hack every, house hacks everywhere. I mean, do you really think the PBA's like mission or goal is to sell bowling balls? Like, I don't think that's the reason why they make the score so high. I just think Mike might be like onto something. Like, maybe they just don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like all the, the the harder shots are always USBC tournaments. Like the man, like the mask. I want to see open. some radically different shit. So they need to come out, in down your opinion, on the lane. So in your opinion, they need to release like 10 completely new patterns. Just I think I think that they should be bowling on radically different and completely different patterns almost every week. Oh, they should be just like throwing them off. Yes. Yeah, because like, isn't that part of the challenge of why these guys are so good? I agree. That with they're that. gonna go out and figure yeah. it out with just an hour practice session and then get it right. You know, that's what makes these guys so good. So, like, why are we then making it easier for them by saying, oh, here, we're only going to choose from this bank of this many patterns. And if you've bowled out here for any length of time, you've bowled on them before. You generally know what you have to do and how they're going to break down. The only semantic differences are in surface and the center that you're in. I want to see some radically different shit. Here's my question. At, at, like entertainment purpose of it right now i'm not talking like the hardcore bowl like you are right um i'm talking like the entertainment factor for maybe the 160 to 170 to 180 average bowl or league bowler the 150 the 140 league bowler right that maybe goes to the tournaments um is the entertainment factor a lot worse when they're putting out like really hard challenging patterns no i don't think so because the guys that make the show are going to be the guys that figured it out, you know, and, and they're likely to be able to score uh, at a decent clip. Uh, but this is, this is, yeah. Happy, happy new year. This is uh this is a, a great example uh, by Jimmy, the badger. Oh, like I remember, I remember feet, the first, right? 52 feet, 50, 50 feet or 52. 52. I remember the first time they laid that down on the lane. People, you saw people's balls backing up into the pocket for the Yo, first time. In a I don't want to shoot my own shit, but actually, I have a three hundred on that pattern. I think Bill, the first one of the first times they ever laid that pattern out, went started out 300, 300. You know why? Because, and I'll tell you why, Bill, and I'll tell you why the East Coast people love that pattern because that's what we used to bowl on when we were kids. Because they used to not strip the lanes for three weeks, and if you missed, if you grabbed it and missed left, the ball would like literally back into the pocket. Um, like the fade back, right? You you miss you, you miss twenty, and then all of a sudden your ball lands on nineteen because the ball is just spinning, right? Uh, but yeah, if you broke them down the right way, that pattern turns easy. But you don't see that pattern. You you consistently see the same like thirty four to like thirty nine to forty foot patterns. It's rare you get to see like the forty eight or the fifty two foot patterns, or even like. 26 foot patterns you don't see or 30 foot patterns you don't see dude the pattern they used to use at the high roller if anybody remembers that pattern in the sweepers they yo ahead of its time they were like 30 feet flat and it was brutal like and especially three or four games later on it um but my like, i, I, I want to see i want to see extreme 
I do. I, I'm sorry. Like I know you do. I, you want to see them pull their hairs out. I do. Out, right? I do because that, as as a, as a fan of the game, as a fan of the best of the best, yo, that's any, what I want to see. Anytime I can take a shot at the IQ Emerald, I will. Uh, Derek writes, I still have an IQ Emerald new box and undrilled. Good, keep it new and keep it undrilled. Do yourself a favor, or else you're gonna cost yourself four figures uh, betting on betting on yourself bowling with that ball. It stinks. Keep keep it in the bag. Um, so here's a Mike, uh, which Mike always has good stuff, man, because he's a bowler. That's why he, you know, he's got a lot of good input. Which match would you rather see, the 182 to 175 or the 268 to 257? I know Mike's answer to that question. Mike wants to see the 182 to 175. No joke. Now, no, I, over- I really want to see, like, 218 to 220 Fair is enough. what I want to see. Right, I think I think there can be uh, a like a, a middle there, a common ground there. Look, here's the and thing. here's what I would say: if is the two sixty eight versus two fifty seven on something that's really hard, and they're just executing at that level and hitting the same exact thing every time and executing that well, because with guys this good, that's a possibility too. Even when you make them really hard. So here's the thing, Mike. I'm fine with a little bit more playable of a shot on the PBA tour every so often, right? If you have 20 stops in the year and you make maybe, you know, five of the 20 stops a higher scoring patterns, right? I'm not talking house patterns. I'm talking, you know, sh- shots where you forgive, where the ball misses right. And Your PBA like, cheetah. Whatever it is, right? And maybe even the PBA markets it that way and say, look, like this is going to be a higher scoring tournament, whatever it is. Um, but if the majority of them are what you're saying, right, where they're just like super challenging, they're super like hard, and then maybe every once in a while you give the fans a, a score fest, I, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Okay. But you're right, though. It just seems to be now consistently it's just – urethane going down the lane everybody's throwing your regardless of what the pattern is just everyone throwing urethane you know and then maybe uh after a few uh like maybe the last two or three games you might see players start moving to high performance and moving left you know so let i do me, agree there needs to be some some difference some change let me and greg tack design a pattern for a pba event and i'll and i'll i'll get i'll show you what i'm talking about Okay, I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but right. one more one more comment about the RPI from, from the young guy's perspective because there was a lot of great bowling and there were a lot of great scores and clearly a lot of those guys can play. But And I pointed this out in the chat on Bowl TV as well. Like when I was watching that event, I couldn't help but think to myself, you know, look at how good these guys are. Look at how they're whacking them and they're bowling great, and, you know, et cetera. They made it to this level. And – these guys can't even sniff a title on tour, most of them. Right. So what is so what does that say about the 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 gap in you know in, in skill uh between even the guys who are at the RPI absolutely crushing them and the guys that are winning consistently out on well, tour? I mean it's shocking. The difference is huge. It's shocking. I mean, it's such a it's a huge gap. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. Um yeah, it's crazy. Right, Mike, we got some it's, PBA. It's, I mean, it's sick. It's sick when you think about Ooh. it. All right, we got some PBAs to talk about. Um, 2023. Um, We're only a few weeks away. 
A few weeks US away Open. from the start of the season, U.S. Open to kick off the season. What a shitty decision that is. I know you're a fan of that. Who made that decision, you bum? I mean, what a bum decision, okay? You better the U.S. Down, Open is the first tournament? Come on, son. You better much Like I man. said on Twitter, that's like, that's like a restaurant serving the tomahawk bone in for the appetizer and then expecting people to be hype. When the Caesar salad comes, no one's going to be hyped for the Caesar salad, son. I'm sorry. It's a shit. I hate it. And when we made our schedules, we were on the same page. Like, you got to start the tournament off with just like some regular tour stops, some regular tournaments, like slowly ease into it, man. And then, you know, give them the U.S. Open maybe after like the first like season or whatnot. Mike Fitzgerald in the chat, very active tonight. Love it, Mike. Says, not true to my comments. Some of these guys bowling regionals don't bowl tour because of jobs and travel. There are plenty on the regional side that compete for titles on tour. I got to be honest. I have to be honest. I disagree with that. I do. I disagree. I I really – who? Give me a name from that field. Give me a name from that field that's not under the age of, let's say, 25, Okay. Give me a name from that field that could go out on tour and compete week to week and make a living at it. I disagree with you, Mike. Those. Oh, he cut some of, them even, some of them have even been out there already and have tried to take their shot. PJ's one of them. PJ's one of the guys I just described. You know, yeah, so, so my first and, I, and I got to be honest. I think PJ would say the same thing. I think PJ would tell you that, no, if he went out there, it's a completely different level of competition. Grand Fa, I'll give you. I'll give you Grand Fa. He's won a major out there. Okay, I'll give you that. Dude, Mike you know? is out there. He bowls all, all the regionals. No um, doubt. And, and and let me be clear. In no way, shape, or form am I disrespecting the skill level of the guys that are that are bowling in the, on the regional level. These guys can play. I just said that. I mean, the scores at the RPI show that. But what I will stand beside – is that, yeah, you take even the best of the best from that group and you put them out there on tour every week, week in, week out, and 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 most of them are going to flounder. Not many of them are going to rise to that level of competition. Tim Foy, I think, has a shot. I think he's been bowling really good over the last year or two. He made a couple shows. Uh, I mean, I, I really do think that he's somebody that could, that could possibly break through. Sean Lavery's been out there for a few years. And he hasn't really done much. I mean, come on, Cortez guys. too. Cortez has been out there, Landon. Cortez, Cortez Schenk is under 25. Don't give me guys who are under 25. He hasn't even had a shot out there. But I agree with you, Landon. When he gets his shot, I won't be surprised at all if he makes it. I no, will not Van, be surprised at Van all he's, if that kid makes it. Then he's would tell you, too, the same thing that PJ would tell you. He's out there. He's been out there. Anthony Pepe, same thing, been out there. Perry Crowell, been out there. Guys, come on! I mean, I'm again. I'm not putting down the the game of any of these people we're mentioning. These, these guys all got crazy game. But what I'm trying to say is, imagine how good the guys must be that are that are stepping on them. Dude, Pepe is 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 smart. He's a great great bowler. That kid. I know Pepe said he stepped down to bowl regionals because he can't strike enough on tour. This is a guy who's won a title. I just watched his uh, 300 on TV. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, all right, Mike, let's talk PBA because oh, have a let's do it. Episode here if we don't. let's do it. I, I mean, this is, this is, this is what it is, man. This is why I'm here. It's been, we're back, baby. The season is back. Let's go. Uh, so here's what we did. We came up with several categories, right? Rob and I will give you the categories in a minute here. And then 
Rob and I went through the list of, of PBA Tour players currently listed on the worst website in professional sports, the PBA website. And, and that's all the pool we picked from. We didn't pick from anything else. Right, so. that's the pool. So if we don't mention somebody, okay, it's because either we didn't have a category to assign them in or they weren't on that page as somebody who's bowling in, on tour this year, okay? So well, our, did Pepe, Pepe bowled 300 on TV, didn't he? 299. No, 296. Five. Yeah, 296. I yeah. swear it was a 300. Did he the bowl 300? At the, did he shoot 300? The new South Point, the stadium? I don't think he did. No, he won, but I don't think he shot 300. Oh, okay. I know Nico probably knows better than I do. He's like our stack guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here are our categories. All right, I'm going to give you all the categories so you can start thinking about who you would put in each category yourself. Obviously, jump in, join the join the uh, the discussion here. Our first category is player of the year caliber players. Okay, it's an easy one. Who who do you think the guys are that are going to be competing for player of the year? Next category is every week threats. Every week threats. Who maybe not player of the year type guys? Categories we could combine. To be honest with you. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. Cause like you're every week threat, you're going to be playing for a player of the year. No, no, because the player of the year guys to me are the guys that are going to capitalize on those opportunities that okay, they so get the every, the every, the every week threats, <laughs> the every week threats are the guys who might be so there, be there, but perhaps, perhaps <laughs> not, uh, capitalize. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in the title hunt. Next next category. In other words, who are the guys that you expect to make a couple shows, maybe bowl for a title or two throughout the year? Okay. Okay, let's just do category by category. We'll explain the category as we do it because we'll forget. I wanna I wanna give them the rundown so that they okay. can start to think about it. Okay. Uh next category would be bowlers who are looking to make a jump. You know, who's looking to make a jump? Who who do we expect to improve upon what they did over the last year or two and perhaps move up a category or two for next year. Next category is plant the flag. Who are the young guys we expect to take their flag and plant it in the ground and announce their arrival, okay? Uh, next category is journeymen. Who are the guys that none of us would be surprised if they're on a show or they win, but at the same time, you know, we, we don't really expect them to be lighting, lighting the world on fire week after week. And then the last category, we're probably going to make some people angry with this one, is get winning or get a job. Okay. <laughs> who are the guys that, you know, need to get winning, who have been out there for a while, you know, haven't really had much success, uh, perhaps over the recent recent past, and, uh, you know, might might need to consider uh, alternative employment, perhaps. So, let's start with the player of the year, guys. No, there's going to be no argument or surprises here. I feel like, right? I feel like anybody in the chat could probably list the people that we're going to have. I'm going to make a bold prediction for player of the year this year. I'm jumping right into it, right into the player of the year talk. I'm making a. It's not a bold prediction, but. I'm, I think EJ Tackett is going to win Bowl of the Year this year. That's my prediction to win Bowl of the Year this year. Did he switch staffs? No. He ain't going to win Bowl of the Year then. Ooh, that's big talk right there. That's shots fired. I'll tell you who I like for Bowler of the Year, though. Simo. You think Simonson? I do. I think that, 
I think that a few breaks this way or that way, he could have won player of the year the last two years. I think Tack and, is the same thing, though. Tack is the same way. I think Tackett finally figures it out on TV. That's his biggest, Rob, biggest struggle. Tackett's struggles on TV have been Chris Barnes-esque. I know, but Chris Barnes figured it out eventually. Do you think so? You're, yeah. you're more confident than I am. How many titles does Barnes have? It's a lot. He has a lot of titles, Barnes. You're right, but there was a huge, huge period in his career where he really struggled to to win on TV and have success on TV. I think Tackett's going to figure it out. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I would would take Simo over Tackett for whatever you want. So we have Simo. We have Tackett in that category, obviously. Belmonte, right? You got Belmo, right? And I think think you got to put Kyle Troop in that that category too, right? And that's it for me. I don't have anybody else there. I'm you know, uh, Jimmy asking, could Prather have a return to form? Good transition to our next category. I have Prather in my every week threats, but I don't have him in my player of the year category. You know, I'll never be surprised when Prather makes a show or, or even if he wins, but he hasn't won consistently enough for me to put him in that player of the year category. You know, he's good for a title too. You know, I won't be surprised at all, but. He's not at that player of the year category. Yeah, Mike Fitzgerald took my pick for every week threat, Jacob Buttreth. <sighs> See, here's my problem with that. I'm going to be honest. I have him in, in will be in the title hunt uh, because lefty, and it's it's been tough living out there for the lefties, you know, as of late, and very dependent on your thing. And you never know, like, you know, whether that's going to be there, not be there, how good it's going to be. Are the Purple Hammers as good as they used to be, et cetera? Here's the guys I have as every week threats. I only put three guys. I only yeah, put yeah, three guys in this category. Dom Barrett, mm-hmm. Prather, mm-hmm. and Sean Rash. Mm. I have A.J. Johnson in there. Ooh, really? Every week threat? Yep. Bro, does he even have a – he don't even have a title. He don't. Oh, come on. That's asinine. That's no, asinine. Dude. I'm telling you, this is the year that there's going to be some big moves being made from a lot of the guys who are really close. Man, that's a that's a big move. That's a big move. Okay. All right, going to the next category. I I have AJ Johnson and looking to make a jump. I, I have him looking to make a jump. jump. I mean, to me, he he's got to win. win a title. He's got to win. You're putting he's him in every week, Brett. How can you be an every week threat? You never won. Would you put Dave, would you put AJ Johnson in the top ten bowlers in the world? No. Well, you had to think about it. So he's obviously in at least in the top fifteen. He's probably in the top fifteen. So he doesn't. Doesn't. I mean, the jump. I mean, if you're thinking the jump into like the elite, the player of the year, like I, I don't think AJ make that makes that jump this year into like player of the year talk. But I think AJ Johnson is going to be a consistent name you're going to see on TV. Okay. All right. Man, this is this is turning into an interesting debate here. All right. We'll be in the title hunt. We'll be in the title hunt. Okay. Here's my list of guys that I have in will be in the title hunt. And again, this is guys that I expect to bowl for at least a title or two this year. Okay. Now, I expect these guys to make a couple shows and to put themselves in a position to be bowling for a title. Okay. AJ Chapman. Okay. Okay. He was knocking on the door already uh, last year. Had yeah, it go horribly wrong. I would disagree I with that. Okay, I think he'll be back. Buttriff, I think okay. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Jesper, 
Sure. Okay. No brain. Like if Jesper wasn't lefty and you were a thing dependent, I'd probably have him in every week stretcher player. Of the I got to pull this comment up. Wes, man, comment of the night. Congrats, bro. We all know these guys will make you 17. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's great. Love that, that, Wes. That's That's a great comment. No doubt. Uh, We'll be in the title hunt. Chapman, Buttriff, Jesper, Brad Miller, Sterner, Packy, and Thomas Larson. Those are the guys I have there. Okay. Okay, my list. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, I would maybe not – maybe a couple. I would probably not in there, but um, Bill O'Neill. Tommy Jones, Dom Barrett, Sean Rash, Frankie Lavoie. Ooh, okay. All right. Interesting. Dude, Tommy's not going anywhere, which is, I think, very... Man, You so you think all those guys will get a shot at a title that you mentioned? Yes. Okay. And hopefully we can see Tommy Jones bowl Sean Rash for a title. Would be... Tommy's nobody talks about Tommy and what how good and what he's done the last couple of years. He's getting better as he gets older. It's crazy, you know, for somebody who completely cranked on the ball as a young kid, and you think, man, this kid, how how long of a career could this kid have? Dude, Tommy's unbelievable how good he is and how long he's been that good. Okay. All right. We gotta hold on to this. Stu needs to hang out for a little bit. (laughs) Ah. Oh geez, Dude. he's gonna he's gonna be reporting back all of this to all the all the players. This is this is a great. Uh, is Tommy we, is good. Here's a question I want to bring up. Terry writes: Is Tommy as good as he ever was right now? I, yes, no. I think so. What? No, yes. Come on, Dude, he's, he's, that's he's ridiculous. He's he's so good right now. He, he was what? unbeatable at one time. Okay, he was when he went. Okay, when he had that. That run on TV, I think he didn't lose a match for like nine straight shows or something like that. It was incredible. Okay, I, I I see your point. He was so good. I mean, he was super good when he, he was unbeatable, bro. He was unbeatable on TV. Okay, man. yeah. So let's not even go there. Uh, look to make a jump. All right, look to make a jump, guys. That that we feel you know are are, are going to have a better season. Than they did the the previous year. You know, maybe they had an off year or two. We're we're, we're, we're going to have them make it make a comeback, make a jump. You know, maybe they had a good season last year or two, but they're looking to make a jump up to another level. Okay? There's only one right answer here. Who's that? The guy who's made the biggest wave on switching bowling ball companies, Marshall. Marshall Kent. Kent. Dude, wait to see what Marshall Kent does this year. I'm telling you, man. Yo, he's he's gonna like that purple hammer, bro. Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Like I mean, he was using it. He was using it in other seasons. I'm telling uh, you, I, I disagree. I, I mean, every year, I, I, every year, I'm on the Marshall Kent boat. Every I, year, I, I have him on my get winning or get a jobs list, son. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know, listen, he and and. I'm I'm a commentator, okay. I'm a commentator, you know. So so take that for what it's worth. He might be the most overhyped bowler to come out on tour in history. I mean, wow. Okay, let's see. What I mean, it's either it's either him or who was that young kid oh, who Nico came out and fizzled fizzled out? Cameron Cameron Doyle. 
Cameron Doyle. Right. Lane's in his house. He never heard so much hype around somebody. It didn't really materialize too much. And when when <laughs> get me so much heat for the when when, Mar- when listen when Marshall Kent was coming out of college, coming out of Robert Morris, people were talking about him like he was a book it Hall of Famer. Okay, best bowler in his generation of bowlers, lock Hall of Famer. Okay, last couple of years. Haven't heard much from him. A lot of problems with the ball switches and big bowling didn't work out. Now he's going to hammer. People think it's going to work out. He had access to a lot of that stuff previously, you know. So I don't I know. I mean, with everything you just said. Okay. Well, listen, it's good for him because my track record of 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 what's going to happen stinks. It's it's actually terrible. We're not buying so, stock in what Mike's saying. We've learned that from last year. Okay. Uh, here's who I got on my looking to make a jump. AJ Johnson. All right. He, he's he's got a shitter get off the pot. Okay. Win a title, bro. Let's oh, go. Dude, Kick the dude, door in, bro. Wrong on that. Oh my god. Kick the door in, bro. Okay. Dude. Uh, D Tang. D Tang looking to make a jump. Kevin Williams. Won a title last year. Can he do it yeah. again? Can he? Can he? Can he keep I that level that. up? Sure. Matt Russo, same thing. Won a title, or wait, no, didn't did he win? Yes, he did win a title last no, year. Matt Russo is going to make my other list. Okay, I expect him to make a jump. Chris Vi, Chris Vi, we we kind of expected to jump last year, but I, I expect to probably to maybe see it this year. Francois, Francois, to me, couple couple lackluster years here. Couple lackluster years here. I expect him to make a jump. Kyle Sherman, gotta make a jump. Gotta make a jump, or he's gonna be on get winning or get a real job next year. Mitch Hoope. Okay. I almost feel the same about. Gotta make a jump. It's time. He made my okay. list. <laughs> Nick Pate and Sam Cooley are the guys that a, I have in that category. I gotta make a jump. Yeah. I think you could use a lot of those names on the other list that we're going to talk about after this. What, to get winning or get a job? Uh, You know, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that, (laughs) you know, you're teetering between those two lists. You know, if you're not not making a jump in a year or two, then you're going to be on that other list. Mike, how long could these, some of these guys bowl, like bowling, making like 15, like to 25,000 a year in earnings? Like how long can you last? I mean, I know your expenses are more than that. How do you live? How do you survive? I mean, obviously, they've got to be doing some stuff on the side like that is bringing them extra income. But, yo, like, eventually, things are you're going to have to, like, make a decision, right? I mean, it'd be nice to have family money or a business where you own it, like, and you have money coming in. I mean, but how many people really have that? You know, um, my list. I just have a few really on the list. I um, mean, you mentioned some of them, but uh, a- AJ Chapman to me is the one that I expect to make the biggest jump this year. AJ Johnson, I could put on that list as well, even though I have him as you know, um, you know, an every week threat. But you know, biggest jump. If you want to say winning a title is making the biggest jump, then yes, like you know, you, he's got to get that off his back. I think once he gets that off his back, he's going to be one of those guys you're going to see you know, in, in, you know, competition. And you know what, Mike, I'll go on a limb and say, I think AJ Johnson, his first title is going to be a major. 
I could okay. see that. I could see something like that happening, like at the U.S. Open or the Masters. Honestly, um, I feel like just the stars are going to align with him. And you know, to me, he's a top ten talent in the world. Really, um, let's okay. talk about the fun one. Let's talk about the good one here. No, no, let's let's save it for last. Let's go plant the okay. flag. Okay, let's go plant the plant their flag. I got a couple young guys on this list. You probably have Anthony, the same guys. But. Anthony Nyer. Okay. Okay. Santu. Santu. Santu's on All my right. Uh, Brandon Runk. Okay, another young lefty. He's been bowling really good out of okay. the uh, out of the Eastern Region here. Trevor Roberts. Yeah, he okay. had a good RPI. I saw. And Wesley Lowe. Wesley Lowe was on my list too. Okay. Yeah, these guys now are getting like guys like Wesley, who's a good friend of mine, drills my stuff. Um, guys like, you know, those guys you name on your list, they've been bowling now for a little bit. Like the the, the whole like new on tour thing is is getting now. You're not new on tour anymore. Santu, you know, yeah, I see. I could give him another year, right, or another. But guys like the guys you just named, like the Nick Pates and the um, the Wesleys and the. You know the Trevor Roberts, I think. Is yeah, the they they ain't new out there anymore, bro. Yeah, I right. You know, um, I, they're not new. They, you, you're getting that point now where you have to start winning. You have to start making shows. You have to start performing, or, or else it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to find something else, really, um, or keep grinding. Yeah, I see a couple guys in the chat mentioning some names, like Michael Fitzgerald brought up Shank. Uh, Terry Runyon is uh, saying Justin Knowles. I didn't see those guys on the list of players on the website. So, you know, again, we were just going off of that. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be my plant the flag, guys. Here's my journeyman, okay? And it almost brings a tear to my eye to say this, but I put Bill in the journeyman category, okay? You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not so sure that he's in, he's in that every week threat uh, category anymore. You know, I, I think that... We're, we're, oh, we're transitioning. I'm texting him right now, actually. Go right ahead. Uh, journeyman, Bill. I have Bill. I have Dick Allen. I have Barnes. I have Quintero. I have Ronnie Russell, Simonelli, Darty, Jones, Smallwood, and Wes Malott. Those are my journeymen. Okay. The, the, to me, those are the guys that I'm not going to be surprised if they make a show, have a good season, even win a title, put themselves in a position to win. Not going to be surprised at all. However, I would be surprised with almost, I mean, yeah, with all of those. I will say with all of those, if any of those guys from that list really came out and had a career-type best season, okay? I am I literally just text him that you, you – I said, Mike said on the show that he doesn't consider you an every week threat to win a title this year. Comments for the record, and I'm going to read his response. Um, he's, sw- he's switching to 14 pounds. What does that mean? How come? I mean, come on. You know, like dude. a change like that, a change like that is a big change. I mean, that to me, that reflects like you, you're 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 trying to find something. You're trying to so, find a trick that's going to get you back there. I remember what happened last time you sold stock. So are you selling Bill O'Neill stock this year? Um, Let me be clear. I'll never sell Bill O'Neill stock. <laughs> Okay, let me be clear. Don't don't get it twisted. I'll fly out to Arizona and smack the shit out of you, son. Don't get it twisted. Okay, I'm just saying that that you know, 
journeyman, journeyman. Again, not going to be surprised if those guys win or make shows, but I will be surprised if any of those guys that I mentioned on that list go from where they are now or the last season or two to having, again, a career-type year. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll definitely well, – Now, we'll now we won't. <laughs> now we won't. That I'm we might now have him more on. I could, maybe he'll come on right now, actually, if I could get him to respond. He might come <laughs> on. Um, anyway, uh, uh, my journeyman would be um, – you named a few, Arturo Contero. I think my other two is uh, Matt Ogle and Brandon Novak. To me, those are like, you know, journeymen where you see it pop in every once in a while. Um, I, I like to see Matt Ogle um, – you know, make a run at a singles event, uh, you know, because he normally is born with rash and he, you normally see him either on the league or uh, in doubles. Um, and, you know, he he's a great bowler, a lot of talent there. I'd like to see him kind of make a run at something individually this year. Um, but anyway, let's get to the topic that I think is going to be the, the, the funniest to talk about. Get winning. Yep. Or get a real job. Or get a real job. All right, here's who I got. Here's who I right, got. Let's go one. Let's go one at a time. Okay. Who's I got a, I got Anthony Lavery Spar on that list. Okay, so you you're, you're thinking like this is the time where he needs to either start performing or it's probably time to think about going someone else somewhere else. Been out there a while. Okay. Been out there Matt a while. Sanders. Matt Sanders. Absolutely, absolutely on my list. Had we done this two years ago, he would have been on this list. He's probably a little late. You know, I mean, definitely. Absolutely. All right. I have Marshall Kent on this list. Oh, you know, oh, that hurts me to my soul. I'm uh, it hurts me Marshall too. Kent fan. I, it hurts me too. I'm a Marshall Kent fan too. I mean, I remember watching him win junior gold against Matt Gasson and thinking to myself, oh my God, like that kid throws the ball better than anyone I've ever seen. Okay, so I'm a fan think, too, but I'm just I'm just basing it off of recent recent performance. I think Smallwood is an interesting. I saw Jimmy in the chat mention Smallwood. I think that's an interesting. Smallwood really journeyman. Kinda, he's always going to be there. He'll be there every once in a while, but um, yeah, he'll make he'll make he'll make the, he'll make the cut at the majors. He'll get it. He'll get his checks. My next one is a friend a friend of mine that I've known since college, but I mean. Nathan Bohr is 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 definitely like I mean, you know, you want you root for the kid. He's such a nice person. Anybody knows Nathan. He's such a good kid, um, and you really root for him to win. Um, but you know, for some reason, he just hasn't been able to make that step. Nico, Nico, he, Marshall won the doubles tournament last year. How how'd that go? How'd that go? Ooh, Ronnie Russell. He owes okay. me a beer. Right? I got to find him. No, I got Ronnie Russell as a journeyman. I got him in my journeyman category. You know, I mean, uh, he, he's been out there long enough that uh, I feel like, again, a guy who's going to make some cuts, get his checks, you know, may, maybe not have many, many flashes of brilliance, but, you know, he'll, he'll be there competing. All right. DJ Archer. I knew you were gonna say him. You, DJ Archer. <laughs> you, you love DJ Archer. I do I, love you, DJ Archer, dude. No, I, every time we we talk about people in the pros, and there's a we have some kind of 
category where you could take a shot at a pro. You always mention DJ Archer. It's just like clockwork. Oh, wait. Hold on. Bill, Bill, Bill just texted me back. We're getting a live. Uh, um, oh, man. Ooh, he came out of hard. <laughs> what did he Ready? say? Bill wrote, he didn't think I had a shot to beat Belmo in a race to two match in the playoffs last year. Even questioned whether I was happy to go collect free money because he would obviously embarrass me. I already know what he thinks of my ability. Ooh, oh, ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt by that. I'm hurt by that. I really am. I asked him on the record, too. Yeah, you text him back and tell him, well, listen, when you got to switch to 14 pounds, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Dude, that's All right. Uh, Martin Larson. Martin oh, Larson. Bro. Yeah, I mean, Martin Larson's another one. You root for him, right? You root for him. Martin Larson's such a good person. I know him, too. Friendliest guy. Always has a smile on his face. But, yeah, man, he, you want to see him start really, like, making some shows and, like, really starting to win some tournaments. Stu Williams. Oh, Stu, you're in the I'm chat. Sorry, Stu. Stu, you're in the I'm chat. Sorry, Stu. If you re-listen to this or you're still here, I'm sorry. Oh man, but yeah. Listen, I mean, you know, I I I picked them to break through a couple of, like last year or two years ago, and you know, it hasn't happened. Uh has has not happened as of yet. You know, so I, I, I really do think it's time that like, you know, you gotta you gotta get moving. Uh I'll give you I'll give you one more here. And I mean you want to talk about talent, okay? You want to talk about talent uh, that I think perhaps has not capitalized on uh, what we all thought the talent would equal, and that's Asku. Well, Asku is, if you want to talk how you talked about Marshall Kent. Yeah. Like when coming out, you thought that Asku, like he was the two-hander before Belmo in a, in a weird sense, right? I remember we saw Asku before we saw Belmo on TV, didn't we? Yeah. And we were like, man, this kid is his rev rate is like I've never seen anything like it. And everyone's make you know making this deal, big deal. And then like, had the ball me. switch a couple of years ago. You know that 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 hasn't seemed to really click or make a make a huge difference. So again, you know, I kind of feel like it's time to to either either get winning or or perhaps move on. Yeah, a few of the people on my list that I don't think we mentioned. Uh, I put Mitch Hoopay in this. Ooh, okay. Yeah, he's a little young for that category, no? He's been he's been around a while. Um, you know, you don't see him pop in on a, on a on a league, or you know, you see some of these guys they're only showing up when the PBA league is on, or there's some like doubles, or or, or there's some. He, he made he made the Masters show last year, did he not? I don't know. I don't remember. My, yeah, I don't. I I, I I gotta say, I disagree with that. I think I think Mitch okay. is too young to put in that category, but okay. Okay, and I think the other one would be, and I know you're probably not going to agree with this, but I put Matt Russo in that category. No, um, no, you're completely off on that. He just won last year. He just Matt won Russo his first did? title. Yeah, did he? didn't he win a title last year? I don't know. I forgot. That's, uh, how, that's how unforgettable that was. That's how forgettable that was. It might. It, um, it, you know why? Because I, I think it was at one of the events that wasn't televised. You know, so yeah, I, I, oh, I definitely disagree with that. He's absolutely too young to put him in that category. He's I, only I mean, been out there a year or two. No, he's been out there a little bit longer than I think. Two, three uh, years. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy's confirming. Yeah, he won one of the Flow shows. It wasn't televised. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that show he won. I remember that. I watched that on Flow. 
was one of the last flow events, I think. It was all like grain granular. And maybe that's the reason why I didn't know it was Matt Russo is because I couldn't see him because of Flo's uh broadcast. I mean, that's a ter- that's terrible. That's a terrible take right there. You know, the, the 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 people that I'm the people that I'm putting in that category, you know, are people that haven't won in some time. You know, and uh, to me, that it has to be that to be in that category. You so can't, maybe, maybe not you Russo, can't put somebody in that category that just won a title last year. Maybe I'll put him in the um, maybe I'll move him to like plant their flag because I kind of feel like he might be better at that in that category. And the other one, which I think I don't know if we mentioned, was Richie Tease. He's okay. been around a while, uh, right. and I, I mean, he you know, um, yeah, I he I think won recently too, number- though, didn't he? He won recently too, I believe. I'm, I'm look, I'm I'm talking, I'm not worried about that. I, I want to see more like of people that actually could make a living out there instead of just winning one every, you know, three years or whatever it is. True. Um, uh, I think Mookie's good, Jimmy. I think I think I think Mookie's good with his other job. I don't. Yeah, know Mookie. Uh, about the bowling. Yeah, Mookie is is dude. He's he's really good, Mookie. He's better than people give him credit for. I think. Uh, he bowls around a lot of the SoCal. I'm I'm kind of pissed that I, I don't bowl in that area anymore because I would have loved to like. Bulls will cross with them. I think that would have been really cool as a baseball. That's what I'm player. saying. Matt Russo, rookie of the year 2021. That was that was a horrendous take. What was his earnings? Take? What was his earnings? Doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I'm no, it doesn't. If you were rookie of the year and then you won a title and you had a shot to you came within one shot of winning another title, you certainly don't belong in uh get winning or get a job. Come on. Come on, son. Just admit it was a bad take. It could have okay. been a bad take, but thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Rob, let's give the people what they want. I'm sticking by it, though. Mike, before we get into the worst of the week, I want to say, I want to see the PBA get rid of your thing this year and see who comes to play after that. I want them to just completely put use patterns that your thing will never be used. And then yeah, I want to I want to talk after this year and see who people are winning on tour are. I would love that. I mean, that's why it's what I was saying about wanting more variety, you know, wanting to see different different lane patterns. Let's really challenge these guys. You know, I would agree. Well, I just want to see like what the difference of people that we think are won't be bowling great this year compared to what would comes out of the woodwork if we completely put out patterns if the PVA did that completely got rid of all urethane usage. That's that's a fair point. It would probably be a lot of righties winning. And, he would love uh, that. Not too many Stu lefties. Would, oh, Stu would love that. I can't imagine Stu not liking that take, honestly. Would agree with that. You know, um you know, or are your urethane free tournament. This is where we're at these days on the PBA tour. Good lord. Um, the plastic ball challenge was stupid, by the way. I don't want to br- that bring up that tournament. They were so easy that the plastic balls play like high performance balls. I think the average they were averaging like 250 in the plastic ball challenge. Someone go and look at the, what those scores were for the plastic ball challenge. You're telling me that was a, a true plastic ball challenge. They they walled them up to the bejesus for that tournament. Um, all right, worst of the week. I, I'm gonna go first because I don't have a specific worst of the week. 
But this goes to all of the patch pirates out there and all of the people that are on these bowling ball um, like Facebook groups. Stop with your low-key flexes when you're putting pictures of your 10-ball arsenal and you open up your bags and you put all of your balls in this nice, like, cozy, organized picture and you taking a picture and then you 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 have all these new releases that you just drilled. You probably spent thousands of dollars in new releases and you open up your bags and you put a picture and, and you write, oh, rate my arsenal. Or, um, oh, what ball do I need? Because you're trying to low-key flex all of your new releases that you just drilled. Just stop doing that shit. Like, dude, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, can't afford to, to spend thousands of dollars in new bowling equipment. And and they got to sit there and watch you with your – oh, I saw one picture where someone had all five phases. And he took a picture and they're like three a three-ball bag and then a, a tote that had all the phases lined up. I know the storm, the um, storm. I know the ball companies love you, got you people like love them, but dude, like, stop with these low key flexes, man. I hate that. It annoys the shit out of me. I feel you. I feel you. You know, I, I you almost take the words right out of my mouth. Okay, frustration, rage, and depression. That that's what bowling brings. Frustration, uh, rage, and depression. Worst of the it. year, 2022. That, see, but that's what I want to see. I want to see frustration, rage, and depression on the PBA tour with the with, with the pro bowlers. Okay. Yeah, I that's, love it, John. Hold on, John Stevenson spent a thousand on new balls, but yet still bitch about fifteen to twenty dollars service for bowl TV. Or if you raise the, oh, how about this one? Spend five thousand dollars on bowling balls, but you raise the US USBC membership a dollar to put more money into the major prize funds, and people lose their fucking minds. All right, can I do two? Because it's been a while. Am I allowed two worst of the weeks here? Mike, after worst of the year last year, you're allowed as many worst of the weeks as you want. Okay, my first one, and I I always love when I find a worst of the week from the evil empire. My first one comes from the comes from the Facebook page of Storm Bowling. Okay, uh, they sent out a post. I believe this post was from December 29th. Uh, it's a picture of a guy, middle aged guy, and he's got on a 900 Global Patch Pirate shirt. It looks like, and he's holding two balls: an Infinite Physics and a Night Road. Okay, are you ready for this post? Sure. Tough lanes, tough lanes. That that's the opening of the post. Okay, I know where this tough is going. lanes. Matt Ridgeway accepted the challenge. He rolled three hundred eight forty four using the infinite physics on one lane and the night road on the other. Have you ever used two balls in your arsenal to attack the lanes? Listen, tough lanes. Tough lanes just because you're using two balls on the house shot and he goes 300, 844. I have bad news for you, Evil Empire. If a patch pirate shot 844, they weren't that tough. Okay. Sorry. All right. Here's my second one. Tough lanes. Tough lanes. It's ridiculous. So oh. Pete Weber on his Instagram, Pete Weber of all people. You tagged me with. 
had to, <laughs> I did tag you that had to put out a post announcing that he was re-signing to Storm as if, as if, I mean, come on, right? Like 27, 27 years. Right. The, the ridiculousness of that in and of itself should be worse than the week. Okay. Like if somebody at the evil <laughs> empire, if somebody at the evil empire text Pete and said, Hey Pete, uh, you didn't put up your uh, renewal post for 20 year 27. Uh, you think you could get that up on Instagram? You're a dope. Okay, number one. Wait, wait, right, number let me, two. Let me cut you off real quick before you go in. You know what it really annoys me about Pete Weber's Instagram is you can never see the ball going down the lane when he throws a shot because he always falls off. So I want to see Pete's ball. I love watching Pete's ball roll down the lane. I think it's one of the most interesting roles in, in bowling history, right? His release, the way his ball doesn't read the first 45 feet of the lane. And yo, like, I can't see the ball ever going down the lane because he falls off after his shot. And it annoys me. And I get so frustrated, I stop watching. Okay, I'm done that thing. Go ahead, Mike. So on this post about him re-signing to Storm. Wait, Stu says, it's funny, Stu, ironically, they ask us not to post that stuff. You think Pete cares? You think Pete listens to what anybody tells him from anybody? Come on. I'm surprised that's how he's spending his time anyway. So on this post about Pete Weber re-signing to Storm, Instagram user 14KNYNJ. All right, 14KNYNJ. Maybe I'll run into this person at some point. Sure you will. Commented the following. Pete Weber official. He tags him. He tags him in this post too. Have you ever thought about switching to two-handed? <laughs> okay. So, so to my great surprise, Pete Weber official comes on and answers him. <laughs> And says, no, I haven't. And then to, 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 to do the cherry on top of this worst of the week, Instagram user Faze Putra, Faze Putra underscore, commented, he's too old, bro. Yo, Faze, yo, Faze Putra underscore. Don't you ever, yo, I'll smack the taste out of your mouth, you disrespected goat like that, son. If Pete Weber wanted to kick the ball down the lane and put it put it on somebody, he would, okay? So, my goodness, he's too old, bro. Yo, but Pete, no, Pete it ain't going to be fighting the internet. He already fights enough people in the bowling center. Yo, we got, I still, man, I still, one of the best moments that we didn't talk about for 22 is when he got banned, when he got kicked out of the, the tournament for fighting with the guy's wife. <laughs> to me, that might be the greatest moment of 2022. And it was on video on top of it. I don't know. Pete is one of a kind, man. There'll never be another Pete Weber. Um, but Stu loves that worst of the week, man. Uh, anyway. All right. Mike. Give them what they want. All right, Rob. Final thoughts? No, nah, I mean, not really. Um, I got really nothing tonight, so I'm not going to ramble on for no reason. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? Yeah, my final thought is just, you know, being excited that the tour's coming back, you know? Are we going to do a live weeks. show? I think, Rob, we'll try to do a live for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I would imagine we will, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's, I'm just excited. We're going to get to see uh, PBA competition again, Bowl TV. You know, it's coming back on. 
and uh, you know, just excited to to you know, not only not only in our conversations to kind of you know, like we did tonight, you know, sort of prep for the season. It's always fun to prognosticate, you know, about what's going to happen and and create some some billboard material for the players. But uh, oh, team trials. Oh, that should be my final thought, Mike. It should. Go ahead. Worst freaking tournament of all time. The worst tournament of all time was is the USA team trials. Every January, I have to sit here and watch all these pros bowl against like juniors and amateurs and on the worst format, right? And I'm not talking like the patterns in the multi-day tournaments, but just the way they actually like give the players points. Um, you could essentially mathematically be eliminated after the first day. If you have a really bad day and you maybe go 100 under um, or something to that nature where you finish in like 50th to like 70th. Um, oh, man. Bill just called you Skip Bayless. Mike Bayless. Man, he's really angry at you. Um, I just got the text. It came across my screen. Um, but, yeah, like the worst format. And then all, on top of that, they're going to pick this five guys they want to pick. Right? It's going to be Kyle Troop and Buttriff. And, you know, the same usual, like, people. And then you have your one or two amateurs who maybe make it that, you know, go along with the ride. But, yo, like, I bowled the Team USA trials, and I swore after bowling it one year that I would never waste my time, money, or energy going there ever again. Honestly. It's a very confused bowling tournament. It doesn't know if it wants to be an amateur, amateur tournament a junior tournament, a professional tournament. It's re- it's very confused. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, still, I guess there's three U.S. Open shows, huh? I only see two. I see Saturday, February 4th at 4 and we're Sunday, going, February 5th at 2. We're going for the final. We're going live, baby. We're going for the finals. We want to be live for the final match. Yeah, the final, guys. final, definitely. When is Mike getting canceled? We've tried – the people have been trying to cancel us for years. That's the great thing about doing a podcast. An unsponsored podcast. An unsponsored anyway, podcast. There's not, there's not much it, people can do to cancel us. I mean, nobody. Like that's the great thing about our show is, dude. We could say essentially, you know, anything we really want. Um, that's pr- professional, you know, in the bowling world, and you know, we we keep it we keep it real though. We keep it real, but we do it in a professional manner. Eh, I think. I mean, listen. I try and be fair anyway. You know, I don't. I don't think that anything I ever say on this show is unfair. You know, I'm not out here just just wowing, throwing stuff to the wall, seeing if it sticks. Like, you know, I watch a lot of bowling. I pay attention to what's going on out there. You know, it's a, it, I think that you know a, a lot of my opinions are 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 backed up by you know evidence of like, what has going on. Who the fifteen? Yo, we got more people watching. Don't worry about that. And you're right. Like we said at the beginning of the show, I'm surprised fifty people are listening to us bullshit around here. I'm surprised two people listen to us. <laughs> Me and Rob. I'm surprised we're. But yeah, listen, everybody, it's nice to get back. Okay. Appreciate everybody coming out in the chat tonight, especially we had some new faces tonight involved in the conversation. Love that. Spread the word on the show with the PBA uh PBA season coming up. You know, like we can we can definitely time. use the use the help promoting the show, you know, making people more aware of it, letting people know that we're out here, we're doing our thing. You know, we feel like we have a unique uh a unique take. Uh, in the bowling world, bowling podcast world, so let people know that we're uh, we're here, and uh, appreciate everybody coming out, man.
Dude, the Mike's teacher been, Twitter group will cancel Mike. All teachers would cancel me in a minute if they did. Mike's Mike. been trying to get canceled from teacher Twitter for a year now. Oh, man. I mean, I love it. I love that. I think I'm, it's too, I'm too honest for them, Wes, just like I am here. It's, <laughs> it's like the general theme of my life is just too too much honesty. I love uh, that. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, listen, follow us, on, YouTube. follow us on social media. All right. I'm at the 215th on Twitter. He's at Brooklyn Rob 11. Yeah. We're always active on there, especially talking about the uh, the bowling thing. Subscribe to our YouTube. If you're not already subscribed, please. That would help us out a lot. Rob thinks that the trolls are messing with us because we keep getting to 1,000 and then going back down a couple and not being at 1,000. So please hit that subscribe button and then no. don't unsubscribe and drive Rob crazy. Uh, we have a raffle going on. Yes. We have a raffle going on for the, the Belmo merch that you probably can't see behind me. Uh, I should have should have put it in a better spot. Uh, Ten dollars a ticket. We don't have that many left. Uh, I kind of expect it to sell out over the next week. So if you want to get those uh, raffle tickets in for the Belmo merch, we got the Belmo Bayside pin. We got the Belmo Roto Grip signed hat, and we have the most exclusive drip, the Belmo sign sweep the rack worst of the week rosin bag. If you want your own worst of the week sweep the rack rosin bag, hit us up. We got them for you. All Rob, it's always fun. It's all always fun, bro. For that raffle, are going to a uh, breast cancer uh, research or hospital um, to be named. But all proceeds, we are not taking a cent out of the money that no. we bring in from that signed merchandise. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. So we appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more PBA previews. And uh, folks, take it easy. Yo. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.